Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 23rd chapter. Jesus said, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte, And when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, If anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that has made the gold sacred? And you say, If anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is bound by his oath. You blind men, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? So whoever swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And whoever swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And whoever swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you tithe mint and dill and cumin, and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. These you ought to have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, But inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence, you blind Pharisee. First clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets and decorate the monuments of the righteous, saying, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in the shedding of the blood of the prophets. Thus you witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your fathers. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how are you to escape being sentenced to hell? Therefore I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, some of whom you will kill and crucify, and some you will flog in your synagogues and persecute from town to town, so that on you may come all the righteous blood shed on earth, from the blood of innocent Abel to the blood of Zechariah the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the sanctuary and the altar. Truly, I say to you, all these things will come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, And you would not. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again 
until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Duncan McClellan from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ankeny, Iowa. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! Well, here we are in the latter chapters of the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus has come into Jerusalem riding on a beast of burden. He takes over the temple and allows the unclean to have access to God. He teaches and answers the best gotcha questions the skeptics and opponents have to offer. He gives the greatest commandment and the golden rule. And then we get to chapter 23 and our text. Woe to you, blind guys! Now imagine that you're the Apostle Matthew. Years have passed since you witnessed the death and resurrection of Jesus. Being called from the tax booth to a life of discipleship has become a pleasant but distant memory. Jesus has promised to return, but his delay has occasioned you to write down what happened in the ever-increasing likely possibility that his return will not precede your death. And so you write. Your goal is to let all nations know what has happened, what God has done for them in the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, you were with Jesus for just about three years. You saw and heard more than the 28 chapters that will comprise the gospel that bears your name. So, which events of the life of Jesus do you include, and which, unfortunately, do you exclude from your gospel? Well, guided by the Holy Spirit, you arrive at what will be numbered the 23rd chapter by Christian centuries after your death, whose very lives will be changed and saved by your inspired writing. But why do you include a chapter of Jesus calling down woes on those who opposed him? Why not spend more time on the teaching Jesus gave to his disciples? Why not include the story of the raising of Lazarus from the dead or the great high priestly prayer or other inspiring, upbeat, positive, gospel-centered passages? Why this? Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! From the outset, Matthew has shown that Jesus is the Savior and Judge of the world. It is reflected in the preaching of John the Baptist, who proclaimed Jesus would gather his wheat into the barn but burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. It is reflected in the preaching of John, Jesus, and the disciples, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And here it finds its expression in a dire admonition to the religious leadership in Jerusalem. Woe to you! You stand opposed to the plan and purpose of God. If you keep it up, you will be destroyed. Woe to you! If Jesus inviting the formerly unclean and children into the temple courtyard back in chapter 21 was the Palm Sunday Gospel, his condemnation of the religious leadership in chapter 23 is the Holy Week Law. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees! Hypocrites! It is at the end of the chapter, however, that we get to the conclusion of the matter, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. Jesus wants all to be saved. His death atones for the sins of the whole world. His Resurrection is the first fruits of the life of the age to come and demonstrates that death, while tragic, is not final for all of us. We do not believe in limited atonement. Jesus is the Savior of all people. 
And yet, an all-powerful God allows what he does not will. Some will not enter into salvation. The message of the gospel of Jesus will not create faith in all who hear it. Christ himself comes to Jerusalem, pleads with it, does miracles to break down walls of unbelief, and answers questions with an otherworldly authority, and yet Jerusalem still will not believe. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! The Son of Man, admitting he failed to lead Jerusalem to repentance and faith. Why put this in your gospel? Family members, friends, co-workers, fellow students, neighbors, and teammates, the people you've been praying for and witnessing to, but who are still walking in darkness. That's why Matthew includes this in his gospel. Those people who you so desperately want to know that Jesus has died and has been raised from the dead, that sins are forgiven, and that eternal life has been given to all people through the mercy of God. But these people that you care about, that you pray for, still don't get it. Jesus did more for the residents of Jerusalem in his day than you and I will ever do for the people we love who do not believe. And he was rejected. And we are rejected. And he knows what this rejection is like. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! See, your house is left to you desolate, Jesus tells those who call the holy city home. Without him, there is nothing. No life, no relationship with God, no forgiveness, no grace from above, no real purpose or meaning, only the whitewashed tomb of an outwardly pious life. But the Gospel of Matthew does not end with the lament over and judgment of Jerusalem in chapter 23. Jesus will go on to proclaim his unannounced coming at the end of the age before breaking bread with his disciples and promising that they will drink of the fruit of the vine with him again in his kingdom. He will spend a sleepless night in Gethsemane before being judged by Jews and Gentiles, flogged, spat on, mocked, and crucified. He suffers the judgment he proclaimed on Jerusalem when he is nailed to the cross. He takes the place of the unbeliever, the wicked, the apostate, and the hypocrite, you and me. Jesus was rejected, but he never abandoned the will of his Father to save the world. We will be rejected. But by God's grace, we will never abandon the will of our Father in heaven to make disciples, baptizing, and teaching. Jesus ends his judgment on Jerusalem, saying, You will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so it is no accident that Matthew ends his gospel with Jesus' promise, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. We thank Pastor Duncan McClellan from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ankeny, Iowa, for today's meditation on God's Word.